0: Well, hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish on. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day, and I hope you guys also had a wonderful weekend. I know I did. It was a very adventurous and awesome weekend. And I thought I'd just give you guys a break from hearing my voice, so I decided to take the whole weekend off. But now we're back on, and we are going, and we are pressing forward, because how awesome is it? that on our journey, in continuation of our journey of Lent, I hope that you guys found something to give up. I hope that something that you guys are uh, energized, and you guys are excited, and you guys are filled with joy. Because we truly have a wonderful uh, journey still ahead of us. And that's why with this in mind, we're going to be diving into uh, Ephesians chapter 4. I'm talking about jealousy and envy. And yes, we're going to probably touch some subjects and uh, core roots. And with this in mind, we're going to start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, Lord. We just pray for a wonderful week uh, and a restful weekend, Lord. We just pray that you give us the energy and the strength to continue on and persevere on. Give us the ability to press forward when times look rough. Give us the ability to just worship you during times of uncertainty because you are an awesome God because you know you have, a pro- you have a promise set for us. So Lord, may you guide our hearts and guide our hearts and guide our minds so that we can be focused on you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. And so with this in mind, if you have our Bibles open, we're in Ephesians chapter 4. And it states, As a prisoner... For the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Because there is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, and one baptism. One God and Father of all. Who is over all and through all and in all. So before we continue on, there's a lot to read. And there's a lot to understand. Especially in verse verse 2. And we're going to go back to it. It states, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. One thing that I have struggled on, and as we're on our journey, is being humble. You know, I have definitely struggled with the ability of uh, accepting the fact that I need to be more humble and need to be more, um, more, more inviting. Because there are times in my life when I'm not humble. There are times in my life when I think I know everything. And I really don't, actually. And there are also times in my life when I think that God isn't for me. And he's been against me from day one. But that is completely false. And that is an arrogant mindset to have. Because the big picture is, is that God is with us all the time. And that he is with us. And no matter... How we act, we should act as a, um, act in humility. Yes, that includes, um, accepting the fact that I was wrong in certain instances, and also accepting the fact that we do not know everything, and God knows everything. I've also struggled with that, and is it hard bearing with one another in love? Is it hard to love your enemies? Absolutely. Is it hard to love people that? You thought they were your friends, but then they betray you? Absolutely. Is it hard to love your leadership? You know, it tells us to pray for our leaders. Is it hard? Absolutely. But God instructs us to. And that is just, that is a challenging thing that I have struggled with from day one. And in verse 7, it states, But to each... Um, But to each of us, grace has been given um, as Christ um, apportioned, excuse me, uh, apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. In verse 9, what does... What does he ascended mean, except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens, heavens, in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers, to equip his people for works of service. So that the body of Christ may be built until we all reach unity in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Amen and amen. So the big picture and the big aha moment, in order... what. Christ did is that he descended into the pits of hell to get the keys. And in Revelations, he talks about how he got the keys of heaven and that he will stow it away and throw it away. So he had to descend to make sure to uh, get in the depths and to conquer hell and to squish the head. referring back to Genesis 3 or yeah, Genesis 3. And that's very that's very interesting because then he went and ascended on the third day up to the heavens, and that is something that is so powerful because Jesus knows what the pits of hell is like because he was there for three days, and now he also he also knows what heavens like. So and not that, but he's also God. So that's a fact, Jack. Verse four, <clears throat> verse fourteen. Or, uh, yes, verse fourteen. Excuse me about that. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here by there, blown here and there, by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness or craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow. To become in every respect a mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself uh, builds itself up in love. As each part does its work. Amen. And amen. And now... Paul also, in verse uh, 17 and the rest of the, uh, chapter 4, talks about the instructions of Christ or Christian living, the way that we should live our lives each day, and day, out, day in and day out. Verse 17 starts, So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as Gentiles do, in the fullity of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to uh, sensuality, so as to indulge in every kind of impurity. They are full of greed. Verse 20. That, however, is not the way of life you learned. When you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught in re- with regard uh, in your, to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds. To put, on the, um, to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So, before I continue on, before we were deceitful, you know, before we accepted who Jesus Christ is, we were on the wrong track, we were competing with the world. We were envious of people. we were jealous of people we were We took a people um, we took account of, we took charge of people and now that but we used to have a deceitful heart that didn't know who God was and that we were just um, take vulnerability out of the people. But now, since we are in Christ, we have the cool ability to now look out for other people. To be like Christ, which is loving, all-knowing, and just wants to get the gospel out there to the people. That is absolutely important. That's putting on the old self, or putting on the new self, which is Christ-like attitude. Verse 20. That, however... Oh, wait, not... Um, not verse 20. Uh, verse 25. Therefore, each of you must put off all falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer but must work doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Now, I want to kind of touch or brush over uh, verse 26. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. There are times in my life where I've gone to bed really angry. There are times in my life when, I was so upset and so bitter with one person. I went to bed upset and very angry. And when I woke up, I even had a worse day that following day. And it never, it never ever goes good when you wake up angry. Because that means you went to bed angry. That is a bad start to the day. And especially if since it's a Monday, it makes a really tough week. And so we also... Uh, read in verse 29 Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger brawling and slander along with every form of malice be kind and compassionate with one another forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you amen and amen and we are <clears throat> you know talking about jealousy and envy today you know in our continuation in our journey Because jealousy is to be afraid of losing a relationship or part of a relationship, which means a lot to most of us. Envy is want something that someone else has. Envy. When you, for instance, when you're on the worldly path or the worldly journey that you're on, and you find out that your next door neighbor has a brand new Camaro, and so you start envying your neighbor. That is something because you're so jealous and you get bitter about that person because maybe they might have worked harder than you, and then it kind of makes you very upset bitterly but jealousy says you threaten my life by trying to take away someone I love loves and t- attention love and care so pretty much jealousy means is that you're jealous of that individual. You love their product that you're willing to take away from them. And you're going to start thinking of ideas to make their life miserable. And that is jealousy. And then jealous thoughts can leave you emotions such as anger, sadness, and fear. Envy says, I want what you have and I don't have it. I even want to come to you to a fall. I want you to come to a fall and suffer loss. These thoughts can leave you with a deep dissatisfaction, resentment, and bitterness, and potentially it will allow someone to do some unawful action because they envy somebody so much, either by purposely damaging the property they love or causing them to do really hurting them bodily or physically and emotionally. That is what envy can lead to. Because we can make jokes about envy and jealousy and even pay someone a complete or a compliment by saying, I'm so jealous of you. We can fall for that advertisement with that are geared towards making us dissatisfied and envious. But we'll be left with the effect of envy and jealousy the law warns us not to be jealous and envious in exodus 20:17 this instruction <clears throat> is repeated in the new testament which is in ephesians 4:31 in the history of the church it has always been a big thing and was counted on counted as one of the deadly sins but before we can be evil with good, we need to admit to the ex- and accept envy and jealousy in our lives. You can't heal a wound by saying it's not there when it actually is there. In Jeremiah six forty or six fourteen. So the questions I have for you is to just kind of think about and ponder on is, do I have fear that someone or something? of great worth is going to be taken away from me by someone. Hmm. Do I really want something that someone else has? Do I want to lose do I want them to lose it? And what kind of conversations should I have with that particular person? <clears throat> and can I confess my envy and jealousy to God and start moving With him toward thinking differently about my life, being transformed, and being sent free from envy and jealousy. How can I focus on the good that I have and not just on that which I don't have? How can I confess my envy and jealousy to become happy with what I have now? How can I focus on the good that I have? And those are the questions that I want you to kind of ponder on as you hear this podcast or after hearing this podcast. One of the questions that I have to look on, or it would be kind of the last one, is how can I focus on the good that I have? How can I focus on the things that God already has provided me? What can I focus on then? How do I allow that to kind of, Bring me contentment, per se. And so, with this in mind, you know, in our continuation of our journey, part of growing a part of our journey this, this Lent is kind of working those irons out, working those frustrations out of just being contentment, being content with what you have. And with this in mind, we're going to end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. I thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, Lord. May you guide us as we continue on the journey that you have set before us. So that when we cross that finish on, Lord, I pray that you can just guard our hearts. And that you can just provide us peace and comfort, Lord. Allow us not to be jealous of others. Allow us not to be unhappy about anyone. And allow us to be content with what we have. Because it's important that we don't go to bed angry, Lord. It's important that we don't show bitterness at one because they have something better that we wish. So I pray that you just provide a heart of love and joy for that person. Because you are a merciful Father. And and I just pray that we just forgive that individual that we might have caused hurt. Or something that we might have said out of jealousy or out of envy. Lord, I just pray that you can just forgive us. And allow us to go up to them and ask for forgiveness as well. May you, Lord, provide us the peace and joy that we all want for. Give us the energy and strength to continue on the path that you have set before us. So that when we cross the finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms. And we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, I hope you guys have a blessed day. And I'd like to apologize for this Monday morning podcast. It probably wasn't my best work. Tomorrow, hopefully, will be better. Remember, God loves you, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye.